Welcome to the Autofixation Podcast, a loud pedal production with your host Mark Farouk and Matt Powers. Welcome to the, another episode of the Autofixation Podcast. I'm Mark Farouk. With me is Matt Powers, joined by hey, special guest Andrew Langley. Fire. <laughs> This is a production of the loudpedalblog.com, so check us out on all the social media platforms, our website, um, all that good stuff. So it's been a while. We we took a long break between our last episode. We got busy with a thing called life and job. Supply chain. Supply chain. Supply chain crunch (laughs) hit us directly. Couldn't be here, but we're back. Before we get started, I don't know, Andrew. What's what's that background? That's uh, that's a cool background. You that's the, uh, the for those the, for those listening. We're on Zoom, so we're we're not in person. <clears> and, and well, I, nice nice background. And it's so nice. He froze. <laughs> <laughs> an event or uh, oh well, as long as oh, I'm sorry about that. There I we go. The Start over. Uh, a few months ago, I went to the Holly High Voltage event. At, oh, you're okay. you're still good. A few months ago, I went to the Holly. The Holly High Voltage event at uh, Sonoma Raceway, and uh, I was hoping to see this car, and it was there. It was the uh, Porsche 935, all electric, built by BZMoto of BZMoto fame. Uh, I, I remember the first time I saw a BZMoto uh, car. It was a minivan. Oh, I believe it was a Honda Odyssey. Mark and I were at the. Uh, I've Mi- seen that. Doesn't that have, like, over a thousand horsepower. Oh, that thing's yeah. been on every show. Yeah, that that it like it was, yeah. And so that that was a glimpse into kind of his you know m- mechanical genius. Isn't he then, a se- like? Isn't he a self-taught engineer, or did he he or did he go to school to be? I think engineer? he has an engineering background, but I I don't know if that's I don't know if he went to school for cars. Yeah, I I think he he was I know he was a in the I think I believe Southern California tuner scene in the nineties working on little Hondas and stuff, but. Uh, uh, he's he's definitely embraced uh, all things electric. I think uh, seeing the future and being in the industry and you know participating in SEMA and and developing these cars and I think he uh, he's uh, he has his feet firmly planted in in both um, fossil fuels and electric, but g- growing in electric. There's just so much more future there. And cool. uh, what were the specs? Uh, a billion horsepower. I don't. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, and they are going to hold another event. I think this year, and I think we should all go if if they do because uh, uh, it, to it, look it at the future. Of, it was it was a bit cold, and it was a first time event. It was under attended. Uh, I'll say, and uh, like the stuff I saw there was absolutely mind blowing. And and I think if they, you know, on a second attempt with more participation and, and more fans there, I, like. Yeah, I, I think they will convert untold masses of people to electric because I um, the last week I watched a Motor Trend show about they took the uh, the new Rivian across country three I think it was three teams of, mm, of journalists yeah. took the Rivian I love across country I want one and and uh, man you you can't not like it. I mean, you, you, you can say words, uh, you, you can protest a little bit, but when it sinks into your brain, there's no reason not to, to be at least curious, intellectually curious about electric vehicles of, have, of all stripes, whether it's, I, a, I, whether I've it's been, 
I've been looking at it for the for the defender. I mean, you guys know I, I imported the defender. Oh. I'm having problems with yeah. with the air resource board yeah. getting the the motor approved. So I'm not going to be able to register yeah. in California. <laughs> but an electric motor would be a great workaround, you know. And so oh, that'd be a cool project. Yeah, they're they're making crate motors now, electric yeah. crate motors. You can just drop in, put some battery packs. I mean, it's I don't have the technical <laughs> abilities nor the. Oh, but you know what? What's coming? That's that's coming. I, I don't know how yeah. soon, but that's coming. Yeah, but Matt, that hasn't stopped you from doing all the work on your cars anyway. So <laughs> that's true. let's that's not true. let's not put the brakes on now. And say, oh, it's well, my lack of technical what ability. Is, what I can do is brakes and then proceeded to break my own brake calipers as I was removing them. <laughs> oh, man. It's deep. You're in deep. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. But, 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 but the one thing that really struck me about this event was, you know, they, they had corporate sponsors and they had people out there hawking their wares. But what was the, the neatest thing to see was the homegrown stuff. That was because it told me there's a tuner scene for this. I mean, there's. You can go race a Model 3. That's entry level. You know, you could drive it there, drive it on the track, and, and drive it home. And a Model 3, a stock car. Get all your rocks off. Have a great time. I mean, what a wonderful thing. But these, these people with the little technical know-how, nobody gets it 100% right the first time. They're, putting, they're swapping out gas motors for electric motors and batteries. And you know what? You know, I'm sure some of them are engineers, but I'm sure a lot of them aren't. Well, I have a feeling what's going to convert a lot of people to electric by going to this event, it's going to be the price of gas they're going to pay to get to the event. Yeah, it kind of sucks. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say how much it would cost me to go there and no, but you my battleship, it. but yeah, it becomes a new yeah. uh, uh, new thing to account for. It's not a lie. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, like that is a beautiful car. I mean, I'm a I'm a freak for Porsche anyway. But man, what a! Whew. I mean, if if you've never seen a, a car like that, that that one's extra. <laughs> it's extra everything. Yeah, his YouTube channel is great. He's got a bunch of fun stuff up there. And totally he does nice guy. You, I mean, this, you accosted he'll, he'll him do at an Pebble hour Beach. On motor oil. I mean, you he saw loves, him at Pebble Beach. He's yeah, he's great. Yeah. Hey, so, so I wanted to move on to something, and it's a question that i've received andrew i know you probably received it is you know part of what started spun off the podcast and got us started in this is the loud pedal the loud pedal blog and our access to various events but specifically our access to racing events at racetracks because periodically i get questions from folks of oh how can i do that or can i come with you and I thought it would be good to talk about, okay, how did how, we didn't just show up yesterday and um, with a camera and say, oh, let us shoot on your uh, racetrack right next to the fence where cars are going by at 150 miles an hour. Uh, this was something that took a lot of work um, and effort. Clearly, this is a story so good. That Matt Powers has walked away. From he just the walked camera. off. He just walked off the set. He said, "Here, look at my recessed lighting." <laughs> Golly, that, that is unfair. I'm on kids' duty, and oh, okay. I, so I, I you had, had to say I had to work on, and I didn't want to interrupt the podcast. And I'm sorry if I uh, you know, messed up your flow here, Mark. Well, as long as I don't hear any screaming, we know you're doing a good job. I was listening intently. <laughs> <laughs> See, he came back over to defend his virtue real fast. Production quality is a fucking plus. That's right. That's right. <laughs> quality control. Uh, 
Yeah, so just I I wanted to talk about that for a minute just to 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 mention, you know, it's not something that just starts out of nowhere, the amount of work and effort that goes into it. And if folks want to do it, that's that's great. Encourage people to do it, but times are a lot different than kind of when we started uh this ever how many years ago we started. It was many years. It was, de- it was probably a decade ago. Yeah. Um, you know, now Every when take- you're when you're when you're trying to put together your port- portfolio of photos to show someone you know what you're doing, you're competing with hundreds of others that show up to the racetrack who shoot from public areas that is accessible to everyone, and a lot of them are really good and probably should be on the track taking photos, but either they don't want to, they don't have time, they don't know how to ask the right way. Um, and so, and part of, part of my motivation to talk about this, is I'm just kind of tired of the question, like, I'm just going to take some new belong to the track and put them next to a hot track with a camera and say, go to work. <laughs> Possibly go wrong. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to cause such offense when I asked you that, Mark. I'm really no. sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, no I it's it. not you. I, I would say it any, any ra- every race weekend, I get at least one question. And that's either when I'm walking, I'm walking out of an area that you need some sort of pass to get into or when someone mm-hmm. looks at my ticket badge and it's different than theirs and it says media on it. It's we get it all the time. Ooh, you're with the media. How dangerous is it? I mean, pretty good. It's pretty not safe. Um, I mean, it, it is safe. It is a very controlled environment, but that's not to say that there aren't a lot of you need externalities. To, yeah. You need, I mean, I, I, I look at it this way. I feel sorry for anyone, and I've seen it before. I've I've met photographers that, that who are working the track who like do football. They do football games. Their learning curve is huge because I think to like be safe, let alone like to take good photos, but to be safe, you have to know a lot about racing, the racing line, where folks should be braking, because you need when I am next to the track or shooting i'm always looking for little cues that something bad is about to happen and sometimes that's a car not on the right racing line or a certain sound you hear or a late braking or you know cars that are battling for first and second position and so you have to you have to know racing i think to to be safe not not exclusively but if you're you should learn you should learn racing if you're going to be safe Have, have you had any close calls uh probably my closest um i was an event they don't do anymore but the san jose grand prix uh this was pre-loud pedal i was shooting for someone else and this that experience helped me build a portfolio that enabled us to do this uh so the san jose grand prix was a back before indy car there was champ car it's a champ car race on the streets of downtown san jose so it was set up just picture like Kind of a Long Beach Grand Prix layout. City streets. Very similar. Fencing all over the place. And so the photographers, basically the photographer holes were these rectangular cutouts in the fence. And you don't hang outside that, but it's like an open window that you shoot through. Um, And I've always, always worn sunglasses when I'm shooting for the purpose to protect my eyes. And this situation, like, proved that point right away. I was shooting where I'm looking at the cars coming toward me off of a corner, and then they pass kind of 
under me, so to speak, because where this window is at. And as one of the cars passed, a pebble shot up and bounced off the edge of my glasses and off my cheek. And it left like a, it, I mean, it stung me and it left like a nice little welt. And, but if I had not been wearing sunglasses and it, it had hit me directly on the face, it, it probably would have pierced the skin. And if it didn't hit me in the eye, I mean, it would have blinded me. Nate Pliskin right, right there. So yeah. I'd, I'd be a pirate right now. Good, awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is my buddy. You know my buddy. Remember, you met him. He's the one that looks like a pirate. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that, that's the one I, I can really re- remember. I, I, I've, I've seen cars wreck right in front of me. I've never, luckily, never had to run out of the way of a crash or run out away from the wall. But I've seen situations where even a low speed, I think it was 2018 at Sonoma Raceway, it was a World Challenge GT race. And I think it was a McLaren spun out at relatively low speed, hit the K wall. And it pushed, you know, the K-Wall is a series of these giant concrete barriers. And it pushed it back about three feet. And it had the photographer been standing back. And it was in a photo zone. So there had been photographers there earlier in the session. Had someone been standing next to that wall, I mean, they're done when that thing comes crashing. So it's, I've seen lots of close calls. Luckily, have not been on the receiving end of, of too many. And, and... I was just thinking about, you know, you, you're talking about this and like there's some safety precautions you're behind the wall and you got the, the hole you're shooting through. But I was thinking about like, you know, rally racing, about how yeah. <laughs> they're all crazy. No, they're just crazy. Yeah. They're not smart people. No, that's, it's great. Those, that's a different. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, but you know, rally race, that's on my list. I want to, I want to go to at least one. I, I got to, I want to see at least one in person. I'm not going to stand next to the track like the crazy people do. I'm going to find a hillside somewhere, but. Yeah, right. I right. gotta see one, and you know, and we have different perspectives too. Because I probably shoot ex- much more next to the track than Andy does, but he does some as well, and a lot more pit stuff. Which the pits brings in a whole nother level of danger. You're talking about flying equipment, tires, wrenches. <laughs> well, I, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because uh, the point I was going to make was you shoot mostly track. I shoot mostly pits, but let me, Matt, let me, let me tell you in both situations, we have people just feet away from us or in some places in the same space who are wearing fire suits and helmets. <laughs> okay. And maybe that doesn't, you know, maybe we shouldn't be there, but we, there are rules. We have to obey all the proximity rules to the pits and the teams and all that stuff. But uh, in reality, people people exist in these spaces. The ones who the guys who work for the networks, the network photographers, the track, the bespoke track photographers, public other publications who get I don't know they they get they have scooters and I think they can do more. No, they can't really go to different places on the track, but yes. they can do the hot pits. They can jump over the wall in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys are wearing we're full guys and gals. Excuse me. Are, are wearing full protective gear and they're they're just inches closer to harm than I am and Mark is and it's yeah. it's it's a lot of luck to be very honest but you, but like Mark said you have to be aware of it you know once bitten twice shy you know Mark had one experience where he you know that could have ended really poorly well he'll never do that again and it'll affect his 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 body attitude and altitude when he's positioning himself 
I remember the scariest thing I ever saw. I didn't actually see it happen, but we were doing a media training for, I think it was IndyCar a few years ago. And they said they were, the media guy was mm, fun, but he, he got really fun. And he's like, if we see anything like this happen again, you'll never work guy. in this town. Da, 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 da. And they showed a picture <laughs> of a of a guy who had, I think he had he had swapped a credential with yeah, a partner or something yeah. like that. So he wasn't he, he wasn't even really accredited to be where he was. And it this picture was uh, an empty pit lane, and his back was to the cars coming into the pit, and he was invested in this shot through a big lens. I mean, it was so obvious he was oblivious to everything else around him. And these indie cars were coming in, and I was just going, "Oh God!" Yeah, I don't know how something didn't happen. I mean, the, the, those—it's just the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I, by the grace of God, nothing happened to this guy. But well, he never worked in that town again. But like, <laughs> but um, yeah, remember that Formula One race, maybe about six, seven years ago, where a tire came off on the pit lane. Which yeah. one? We got the cameraman there was uh oh, oh yeah yeah to, uh, i remember that get his back to the car con- uh, yeah or something and, there was uh, a season in i can't remember it was champ it might have been champ car or early indy car when indy car was renamed there was a weird year where there were pit games between teams and and cars were like buzzing each other's pits Oof. and like there was a spate of crew being hurt being run over, being hit by tires, all this other stuff. And it was just like, it was really hard to believe with the amount of safety that they, they have at these tracks and how they do, they even tout it. The safety crews are, are revered. Um, but there was this really weird season where a lot of people got hurt. And it was just like the most unreal yeah. thing because they're trained in this. I mean, this is, well, and it's, people, and, the, it's a fine line. And I, and, and, you know, there's certain spots at, you know, Sonoma or Laguna Seca that, I, I could shoot if I wanted to, and I, I just, I want, or I'll maybe take a couple of shots, but I can't, it's, the the danger, the, the danger premium in certain locations is just not worth it, because, you know, some are high, like, you're, you're there, and there's some protection between, but you're in a high impact zone, so you, you have, like, a split second to dive right or left, and if you guess wrong, you're, you're done, and, and so... You know, I don't have to have the shot that, you know, I don't work for the LA Times or, you know, whoever, whoever covers no, motorsports these that, days. To your credit, to your credit, and maybe because of your, your fear of death, uh, you're, you're one of my favorite track photographers, oh. especially at Laguna Seca, because there, there are few people who show me shots that I've never seen before. I, I, like, yeah. and you're, you're my guy. Like, I, I, all credit to you. Like, where, whatever you've done to, to wow. avoid that's Death. the nicest thing I've heard. If you're you're, you're doing. I think it's paying off. If you're listening and you want to see these photos, go to the Loud Pedal blog. That's absolutely. Yeah. Check oh, our cool. Instagram page as well. Well, that's one of the challenges. You see on track is Mark Farouk, and he gets he, he deserves all the credit. Well, that's what that's one of the things though is is having seen the work that gets published in big newspapers and magazines that have to cover these events. It's boring. It's a standard static looking shot, and so. Every time I I'm shooting, I try my best to do something unique or do something that I don't see anyone else doing. Because and plus, I mean, having now that we've been doing this for so long, it get you also you you know when you're being boring. You know when you're just I you know I I know when I'm standing next to the track taking a shot just to take a shot because I'm like well I guess this is what we need to do an article, but I don't feel any 
I don't feel any creativity. Doesn't spark joy. Yeah. And I, I know when I'm cheating myself and cheating our readers, which we try never to do. Don't cheat the readers, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, let, but let's, let's, let's go back. You, you brought up the point about like what's different. You know, we're more on the publication side than the, the photographic side. Um, I, I, everyone I talk to about when they ask me about you know, access and media and all that stuff, um, Mark and I, this, this whole thing started out, the, the loud pedal started out because I think we got yelled at by our significant others about posting too many car pictures on our Facebook pages. And, and they were right, and I, we still do. Um, but it kind of focused our energies on this, this thing that became the loud pedal. And, uh, you know, the, the, the common thing with the, with the Facebook was we were going to do it anyway. Right. We were going to at least take pictures and then we're probably going to say stuff about it. And then we were going to, you know, get buy in from our friends who like racing and like we were going to chat about it. And that's so that's that's kind of how it it came together loosely. Um, But we were going to do it anyway. And the the I I don't Mark did all the applications for the credentials and stuff. And I think we got, you know, we got no, no. We're yeah. not going to issue a ticket or a card yeah. card, be which prepared. is a, a year long pass be or anything like to, that. Be prepared to be told no, but yeah. also like be prepared to have, like I said before, a portfolio of work. I mean, I was lucky to have shot before for an actual publication that gave me a portfolio. So the first time we were told no, part of the rebuttal was like, well, hold on a second. Here's images I just took trackside in an IndyCar race last year at Soma Raceway. So you're saying we're not good enough to take photos at this event, which I wouldn't say was a lower tier event. It was an event we wanted to cover, but it was like in the grand scheme of events, it would have been considered by most folks not the same tier as IndyCar. That's debatable, and we could argue about that. And so that helped, and so that's part of the... When people ask that question, oh, I want to get into this, like, build your, if you really want to do this, build your portfolio, have, show, show that you have talent first. And then the next step is kind of showing that you, you have some common sense and are not going to do something stupid. It sounds like if you're trying to use taking photos as an excuse to get free entrance into places, there's probably easier ways to do it or just buy the ticket. (laughs) Unless you are a savant, unless you really have, I don't know Mm -hmm. what, some magic, everyone's got a camera. Like, like, we 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 up it a little bit. We write words, right? And I thought, and that, and at, at that time when we started getting credentials, it was because of that. I mean, anyone can t- take pictures, but we could actually write about it. And when yeah. when we have these conversations with people at the track, they either want to take a picture. Well, actually, they just want to take pictures. Yeah. We I have I say something like, well, you know, you have to do something for it. You have to write about it because everyone can take what? pictures, and people go. Uh, <laughs> like, well, like I, I can't help you there because you, you, I mean you can submit an application and maybe they say yes but yeah it's got to be more than I mean if you're a quote unquote social media influencer um, you, you know you'll get invited to you you'll you could probably get into Pebble Beach as media as an influencer the Quail which is another huge event like that too, yeah. Uh, Lots of big events, SEMA, different shows, You, but at a racetrack, it's being just an influencer on social media is typically not enough, right? Because And part of it is the track wants somebody who is going to write words or write a story, 
or do video and talk about it because they 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 part of that trade-off right is advertising what's occurring at the track getting people excited to want to come witness things and um you know we we try to be creative with what we write about we we've gotten some actually good you know we always send our work back to the track and say here's here's what we published and we've gotten some good responses um a few years ago on one of the indycar events uh we covered the the um head media person at laguna seca like responded like one of the best write-ups he had seen um because we try to bring in if you go on a site and read some of our articles we try to bring in the atmosphere and kind of just how the event feels not necessarily like you'd say matt car number one did this and this was the top three and it this happened and this happened not this kind of the and, same and that's old all true story. and that has to be covered yeah and, and we cover that but we try to also say okay here's factually what happened but here's kind of what the feeling was the while we were there um but it's it's a it's yeah it's a lost art i mean videos becoming more and more a big thing so less words and people just do videos um, is that why we're doing podcasts? We want to cut against the. That's the, right. We want to. We want to yeah. do something new, and everybody's doing it. And you know what I've heard? I've heard. I've heard. Especially wives love podcasts, and kind of just how the event feels. Not necessarily like you'd say, Matt. Car number one did this, and this was the top three, and it this happened, and this happened. Not this kind of the and, same and that's old all true story. and that has to be covered yeah and, and we cover that but we try to also say okay here's factually what happened but here's kind of what the feeling was the while we were there um but it's it's a it's yeah it's a lost art i mean videos becoming more and more a big thing so less words and people just do videos um, is that why we're doing podcasts? We want to cut against the. That's the, right. We want to. We want to yeah. do something new, and everybody's doing it. And you know what I've heard? I've heard. I've heard. Especially wives love podcasts. Why is that? Because <laughs> the pod, cause it's a podcast. Because it's a podcast. No, I'm totally. <laughs> I have no idea. My <laughs> wife is crazy about, about podcasts. I, I thought there was a punchline there. No, you're being ironic. No, okay. yeah, I was. Being <laughs> no, I think you were literally describing my wife, who was. Who is listening to a podcast right now? I know because she's my wife, and it's yeah, this time of night she do. listens to podcasts. They, they do. They're about murder, I don't which know if, makes me sleep a little <laughs> bit on edge with one eye open. I but. don't know if they like that we're doing podcasts, but they do like podcasts. Yeah. Was it your I, wife that gave us one star, Andrew? <laughs> she wouldn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> she has standards and only likes murder stuff. Because, uh, yeah. It's like I tell people, you don't have to listen. Just like it. Just download it. I don't care if you listen to it. Just like us. Follow us. <laughs> Please. Just, yeah. <laughs> this, this, Somebody sponsor us. Yeah, <laughs> sponsor us. <laughs> you know, you know, I hearken, I hearken back to my, my, my greatest media moment, Mark, and I'll, I'll ride this wave as long as I can. We have been rejected for Pebble Beach for... A million times and it was like okay we kind of got used to it and everything but mark got the rejection email and and he sent it to me and, and i i hit back at him i said like give me two i said don't respond give me two hours and i just i just i read a lot of the stupid thing and it was just like hey uh we're not road and track 
we're not car and driver. We're not a lot of things. We're two middle-aged dads from Sacramento. We have a following. We have a, you know, we have a local set of diehards who, who like us, who follow us, who we interact with all the time at shows. We're not noobs. We're not idiots. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we have to offer. I mean, we're not, we don't have pumped up, you know, Instagram number and, and the media director, one of the media directors said, everyone's every, you can buy Instagram. You can buy numbers. That's, like they're not stupid. They know what they're looking at. They know what a real following looks like. They, you know, before they do issue credentials, they do their homework. Um, but I, I was, I just leveled with this person and I said, you know, we offer what we offer. And they said, yes. And it was, yeah. it was the first time I they totally I'd changed ever... their mind. It was, it was funny. The lady wrote back was like, it was something like, wow. Like, yeah, based on your email, we're going to change our mind. <laughs> It was great. It was great. <laughs> and so like, so that's the month. And that's, so that's what I tell people. If, if I meet these people at the track and they ask me the question about media and all this stuff, I was like, well, and then Mark said it earlier, you're going to hear no. That, that's kind of like life too. Um, but push back. You're going to do it anyway. If you love auto sport, if you love motorsports, you love racing, you're going to go. Yeah. You're yeah. going to talk about it. Do something constructive with it. Worst they, you know, worst they can do is say, no, you're still going to be there and have a great time. Well, I think uh, speaking of yeah. speaking of persistence, can I quickly change the topic here? Certainly, uh, yes. I, I need to gripe a little bit right <laughs> at the end of this podcast. That's fine. Um, I, I needed to get my Polestar serviced, and oh, there's, some issues, there's some issues with the um, GPS. Oh uh, boy, the backup Ooh. cameras. There's uh, some paint defects that I found. There's some rattles. There's, oh. there's a few different issues. Ooh. I had to call these guys. Four times over the period of three weeks. Wow. And I kept getting like transferred. Guess who won't be sponsoring this podcast? No, no. Full star. I don't have one yet. Finally, I got a call back today and they're going to come and they are going to pick up the car in a a week or something. Mm. It's decent. At least I don't Because in the mail, they're Met Powers. But then they're going to give me a freaking like, uh, you know, enterprise rent a car. I'm going to get like, you know, some Kia or something. What? See. I find that unfair. Oh, so you're giving up your electric. Volvo at the very least. And I, should get, I should get the Polestar 1 at the best. I don't know. I've, I've, so you're I've giving up your electric car. car. They're going to replace with it with a, a, a gas-burning rental I'm car. I'm going like, to tell them that it needs to be a Tesla or something from you know, Enterprise. I'm sure they would do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have a ready supply of Teslas for you. Terrible. Oh, would you like a Model 3? oh that's that's great oh wow yeah that's not that's that well you segued way out of racing and journalism i'm sorry i'm sorry wow i needed needed to gripe and i know that we're up against uh our our time here yeah well Well, a clever editor well hey in 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 great news and in news that just tops what you said i finally get the second key for my car next month all right so things are right in the world Two keys. <laughs> First world problems. Hey, at least we didn't spend this podcast complaining about Apple CarPlay. Yeah. <laughs> one of my, well, one of my favorite podcasts, and I won't name it. There's a lot of CarPlay talk, and I get it, but I don't care. Yep. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see it, you again it, you know what I'm saying? in a couple of weeks. All righty. All right.